Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, this is Adi Kaju, and you're listening to the WAG podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different. We had some people apply to do a live coaching session with me on nutrition and any obstacles that they're encountering. So today's episode is going to be a recording of one of those coaching calls. Hope that you get some value of listening to this person's story and how we talk about what's going on for them and maybe relating it to yourself. If you love this podcast, we would really appreciate you taking the time to leave us a five-star review and tell us what you love about it. Tell us what you're taking away from it. It is really the best way for us to get this podcast out there and to reach more people, and we would really appreciate you taking the time. So thank you, and let's get into this coaching call. Awesome. So my first question for you is if you Mm -hmm. could wave a magic wand and this call Mm -hmm. would go exactly the way that you wanted it to what would be the Mm. outcome at the end of it like Like what what would be the the main main takeaway yeah I think a nutritional plan or ideas for a nutritional plan that would make sense to me I feel like I've had like peace I feel like I have a lot of data from all these different sources to work with and right now I'm just kind of like depending on the day and my mood being like, oh, that's not going to work. Yeah, I'll do that for a while. And then it's not really, there's not really a cohesive plan. And I think, like I said in my answer originally, I think that a lot of the nutritional advice that I've gotten for over the past few years has been super helpful up to a point. And now that I'm more, I'm getting more targeted, like in some of my fitness goals, I'm realizing I need to target my nutritional stuff more for me, not just like, average person my age or because I've noticed there's certain things certain generalized advice and nutrition that works really well for me and then other things that just don't like they don't work even if I'm very diligent and I do have the ability to be diligent like I know that I'm not just like oh yeah I'm following the plan but like secretly eating brownies at midnight or something like I'm like I know how to stick to things (laughs) so when I do and then it just doesn't you know, doesn't work. Then I think, okay. And then, and I think intuitively, sometimes I feel like I know what I might need, but it doesn't necessarily make sense logically to me. And so then I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to try that. That seems weird. Like, I, I don't know. So I think just coming out with a little better sense of like, based on what you hear of kind of what I've got going on, what's, uh, yeah, what's one like concrete thing for me, not just for a general person that I could take forward into a nutritional plan that would be a useful experiment. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, I have, I'm just taking a couple of notes because I'm going to revisit it after I collect as much yeah, information from you as possible. Yeah, um, yeah. So my next question, just to like give context, I know you're a master's athlete. I'm assuming you meant mm-hmm. in CrossFit is where you're doing master's competition. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. And where are you at with that? How long have you been doing that? What are your 
goals um, in Masters? I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm an amateur, amateur Masters athlete. I'm not like a games Masters athlete, obviously. I've been um, I've been doing CrossFit for this is my sixth year, and I've been competing on Masters teams. And then last year, did my first Masters individual competition last fall um, at the Dakota Games. And so I've been, and I'm 40, how old am I? I'm 41. And so I've been just over the, since my last individual competition, my, my next kind of longer goal is to go back to that same kind of larger comp individual. I've been planning, and I think it makes even more sense now given what's going on, for this year to kind of just be like a building year, especially for skills, and compete team this fall if they do hold it. And then try to go back individual and just place myself a little bit better the following fall. So I guess that'd be 2021. Um, they usually hold it in September. And there's a whole like online qualifier and everything. Just there's lots of kind of there's some steps to getting there. So so that's where I'm at with with that. I think a lot of the general coaching I've gotten from fellow coaches at the gym and just information I've kind of gleaned is not master specific. And I don't necessarily think everything has to be, but I definitely know there's a difference between me and the 25-year-old girls in the gym. <laughs> and that's fine. I feel like I'm just mostly going on feel right now in terms of like, what do I need differently nutritionally, recovery, what, you know, just all those pieces. And I'd like to have more like meat or data behind it to help me like feel like my plan actually makes sense. Right. Okay. Um, I get yeah. that. Um... So that's a competitive division. The 40-year-old, I think it's like 40 to 45, mm. right? Compe- super yeah, 40, yeah, 40 to 44. Yeah, it's those the ladies are hardcore. Yeah, because yeah. you're in the... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just looking to have fun in it and like be in it, you know? Like I'm not my main coach. He's like, you're going to podium. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But like, I'm just, it's fun. It's super fun. And I like the goal of being like getting to those competitions. So that's, that's kind of where my mindset is on those. I'm not, um, I'm not imagining myself like in the top five or anything, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. Well, it would be totally okay if you did as well. You're allowed. The universe is listening. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what can happen. Um, right. Right. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is most of your goals right now are focused towards performance more than weight loss, body composition, muscle gain, like right now it's just maximizing my ability to perform in the gym. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the reason the, the email originally for like potentially having this call interested me is that, um, I've had over the past, if I think back to like over the past two years in terms of different cycles of competing and, you know, training, I've had some fluctuation in like weight and body composition, which is fine. And I know that there was like kind of a sweet spot in terms of just how I felt overall at a certain weight. And obviously I've built strength since then, which usually equates to a change in, you know, weight, muscle mass. And I, and my current weak spot is gymnastics. And so that's what I've been spending a lot of like skill and focus on um, for training. And that's obviously a section of CrossFit where, you know, lightening up a little bit, leaning out a little bit, obviously is going to give you an advantage, but it's a delicate tipping point there between that and then, you know, losing mass to make you just, you know, make your, your clean. 
go to hell. <laughs> um, so I'm just, I'm trying to figure out a realistic goal in terms of like body weight slash body composition that'll let me kind of sit in both of those camps. And I know that's, I mean, that's probably every athlete, right? Like it's not, that's not so unusual, but um, I've been trying to just get more, again, like kind of data to help me with that lately between better tracking. There's a group of us at the gym that are um, working with a guy who's kind of following all of our boob data. And so we're using some of that. And then I actually, for the first time, did a, um, a, like a body composition scan, like an in-body thing this past year, just to get a better sense of as, you know, as imperfect as any of those things are. I wanted to just kind of see like, where am I at? Because I don't, I need, I want, I mean, I want to push towards goals, but I also want to have realistic goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like a lot of different people, especially women. There's that internal fight with kind of like the number on the scale, even though you know that that doesn't, that's, that's far from the whole picture, but it's still kind of like, Oh, oh, what you know? So yeah, totally. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to form some realistic goals around that. That makes sense. If it, uh, if it makes you feel better, that battle is common across the 25 year old CrossFit Games individual athlete across everyone that that battle of I know I like knowing I intuitively to intuitively feel good and I'm performing good in the gym but the number is still like like taking a little bit of your intuition away where Mm -hmm. it's like oh Mm -hmm. should this should my gymnastics feel harder because I'm heavier versus versus like your gymnastics actually feeling harder Aside from the number on the scale. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, I have a couple more questions before we dive a little deeper. I I like the direction of this conversation already. It's exciting. This is, uh, I love working with people who have performance-based goals and you're kind of on the, uh, the brink of the stage of where you're letting go of the eating to look a specific way and being more focused on what my body can do and like mm-hmm. still toggling a little bit back and forth, but um, okay. definitely pushing more towards performance, which I think is really exciting. And it gives you a mm-hmm. lot more space because the mental energy that's dedicated towards worrying about the scale and that kind of goes, gives way to make more space for performance and what your body can do, which right. I think is a really exciting place to be. So I'm pumped yeah. with where yeah. you're at right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. My question for you is what, Tell me a little bit about like, what do you do for work? What did you do before mm-hmm. you started doing CrossFit? Like, it yeah. sounds like you love plans. You love yeah. your organized. <laughs> you like uh-huh. data. Um, mm-hmm. You want to know that you're doing the right thing versus mm-hmm. make sure that there's a, it feels like a little bit of not wanting to waste any time doing something that's not going to be working. So you want to know that you're doing something that's right for you. And there's this right. like, seeking for that. And you're yeah. also, it's, it sounds like very disciplined, organized. And so tell me, like, were you an athlete before? What do you do for work? Yeah. Like, where is that? Um, yeah. So, um, I'm, so my, I work as a midwife. Um, oh, yeah, I knew that it was in your, it was in your, uh, that's the one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, so that's, I have my own practice. I'm a home birth midwife and that is a piece of life that obviously is, I mean, I make my own schedule on the one hand, but then also babies make the schedule. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of like uncontrollable variables, that was an interesting way for like my professional life to turn because it you know takes me out of my type A, like 
guess what? You don't get to decide when all this happens. Um, so it's, it's a super flexible job. Sometimes it's really busy. Sometimes it's really mellow. And obviously it can cause great like sleep disturbances and things like that and disrupt the training schedule, you know, here and there. But yeah, I've been doing that for about 10 years. So that, that's my work life. Before CrossFit, I, I mean, I, when I really like think about it, I've always liked to do physical things, but I've never, I would have never, ever before CrossFit said I was an athlete ever. Um, I didn't play any sports in school. I was very much like anti-jock or whatever in high school, college. In college, I got into like running, you know, just for something to do, fitness. Um, did some distance running, did like a marathon and a half marathon and kind of just, you know, here and there, stuff like that. Um, and really only did that for quite a few years before I got married and had kids, but never considered myself to be athletic. And really it was actually during my time working in midwifery, realizing that like I'm spending a lot of time, not all, all the time, but I'm spending a significant amount of time sometimes in the car sitting. Um, I'm also spending time at births in people's homes where I'm in like weird positions for long periods of time. Um, I need the strength to pick a human adult up off the floor if need be. You know, we're in, in people's homes for these births, so we're very much accommodating what they need. We're like bending over backwards on the floor to catch babies. And I have a lot of back problems, I think partly from just the driving and from just running all those years and just being weak. So one of my friends said, oh, you should come to CrossFit with me. And I was like, I don't like barbells. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and um, she said, oh, no, you know, I think you'll like it. And uh, so I just kind of to like shut her up, I decided to go and I got obsessed like within about two weeks. You got bit by the bug. <laughs> yeah. And I, for the first time ever, since probably being about 15, have no back problems anymore. And that was really the, one of the biggest kind of non-performance takeaways is that I just don't have pain. Um, and so I realized it was really making me stronger for every aspect of my life. So, uh, yeah, now it's like a, a huge, it's a huge part of my life now. And, um, ended up getting my level one a couple years in and coaching some at the gym. And so now that's kind of my little side job along with midwifery being my other job, my cool. main job. So and then cool. obviously my house. Yeah. And then you start getting into, you got bit by the bug. You love CrossFit. Mm -hmm. You're, you mm -hmm. now are like, I want to get better at it. I see myself kind of like an athlete. I'm going to take on that title. Yeah. I'm going to start competing. And you start doing, you realize that, in order to improve your performance in the gym, you also have to be fueled appropriately. And yeah. you try a bunch of things and it mm -hmm. seems like you haven't found, you You try a bunch of things that seem to be general for most people, but you're at this place right. now where you're trying to get more specific and you wanna know what's right. gonna work for you and make you feel your best. So what I mean, right. what is, and you've tried a bunch of things and we don't have to go over all of the things that you've tried. Um, yeah. And it sounds a little bit like there's this piece and you can, you can totally be like, you're wrong. But this is just like what I'm feeling right now yeah, is that yeah. there's a little bit of a lack of trust in your own intuition of what feels right for you where versus what somebody else says you should be doing or should be working. Or maybe you see something somebody is working for somebody else and it doesn't feel like right. it's working for you. And there's this trust of, 
there's this lack of trust that I know what's best for myself versus I need someone to tell me what's right or what's wrong for me. No, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Um, and I think a lot of the early advice I sought out was probably about eight to 10 months into CrossFit when I started thinking about more kind of targeted nutrition stuff. And I think a lot of the people I talked to, including one of the nutrition coaches at the gym and everything, a lot of those people work primarily like 99% with people who are, who want to lose weight. And so their focus in terms of their nutrition programs that they're providing to people is really on like deficit, 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 weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. And that's of course been a side effect of kind of just the change in my activity over the years. Not, not massive. Like I didn't, I didn't start out looking like a totally different person or something, but certainly body composition more than weight change, I'd say. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's had its little ups and flows, but but yeah, so I think a lot of the advice I thought out was kind of from the people who were focusing on weight loss. And that was like the old way of thinking, you know, like the, the non-athletic, just like American female, you need to be skinnier kind of rough life. And, and I would tell them things like, yeah, but when you tell me that I should eat like X amount of carbs every day, like, I feel like I want to fall down and I don't like, I have no energy in the gym. And I, you know, I'm like, well, but if you're, you know, if you want to do X, Y, Z, you really should cut your calories back this much more. And I was always like, really? Because I feel like I'm not going to be able to get out of bed in the morning. So yeah, I think, I think it's accurate what you say. Um, yeah, seeing a lot of things that other people are doing and feeling like maybe that's a strategy. I don't know. Like it's just nothing has felt like it's been like the right fit. And so I want to dig a little bit more into this this like, because it sounds like you have ideas of what might work for you. And you've collected a lot of this information and you've tried a lot of different things and you, you kind of know what's not working for you. And yeah. so when it, so, so it feels a little bit like the lack of trust in your own self, or maybe thinking like, I don't know enough, or I'm not an expert in this, but right. any amazing coach is going to be like, if I'm working with Cole Sager and he wants to change something about his nutrition and he comes to me and he says, Hey, look, this is not feeling great to me. And sometimes he, right. he literally makes some suggestions sometimes that I'm thinking in my head, no way this is going to work. This is just some <laughs> craziness. He one time, yeah. he one time, he suggested like four different sets. Of, it was just like, he's crazy sometimes, <laughs> but he's the expert in himself. And I right, right. am, am, I know enough to have worked with so many different people of so many different experiences and mm -hmm. a lot of high performance athletes that I can tell him what I've seen from my experience, but still give him mm -hmm. the freedom and the flexibility to at least commit to what he feels like might work for him. And he might fall right. flat on his face and that's totally okay too. And we might yeah. gain like an appropriate time to try something new versus uh -huh two weeks before the games is probably not the best time to try something new. So I want to, what do you, where do you think is the hang up in your ability to trust yourself? Because you've tried a bunch of things, you know, a lot, mm -hmm. you're the expert in yourself. Where, what's mm -hmm. stopping you from creating your own plan? I think, I mean, I, cause I track everything pretty closely um, in terms of like macros on a daily basis. And it's all kind of based on suggestions 
in terms of the overall balance of it or the overall kind of caloric load of it, of suggestions that have been given to me from other sources. And it feels like my body's like kind of just hanging on at that level. Um, and what I've noticed in the past is it, when I intentionally or even unintentionally increase my intake, especially of carbs, um, everything goes better. But then I start, but then if, but if I tell myself like, oh, you should just do that all the time. then I'm like, oh no, that's, you know, you're going to balloon. That's a bad idea. Like you're going to, you know, have you ever tried it? Well, I haven't tried it for like a controlled length of time. That's the thing. Cause I'm always like, what do you, and you're afraid that you're just going to like wake up and you're going to be this balloon. Like 300 pounds. <laughs> So I'm trying to I mean, like, I know that's not yeah. true. <laughs> well, there's, we, we all have these habits of, we, we, whenever we're going to go change something, and I'm sure you notice this in midwifery too, where mm-hmm. moms are, I'm pregnant right now. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, I'm trying to solve all of these problems I actually don't have. Yeah. And so yeah. I'll spin out <laughs> about, you know, we're, we're having a home birth and I'm, uh-huh. I'm like, what if this happens and what if this happens and maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe it should be in this room and maybe it should be in that room and, (laughs) and like Uh all these things. And these are problems. I'm making up problems that I don't actually have, but you have the the skills and the confidence and the ability to be able to solve the problem. If it was to even occur. Right. Right. It might, it might not go that way. Right. So is there just, you're just like so afraid that you're, it sounds like you know what you want to do and you're just afraid to of, try. I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I, it, again, like it's, there've been these little moments in the past where I feel like if I do that consistently, I do know that I just feel better, like energy wise, but it, it runs so counter to what everyone kind of tells me I should do that. I think that's it. I just feel like, well, that can't be right then. You know, I'm which is, here. you're exactly right. Like, if here. this was one of my clients saying it to me, I'd be like, why don't you listen to yourself? <laughs> if you need permission to try it, here I am. I am here. This call is me giving you permission to try. Because the, the worst case scenario is you, you stop feeling great and... Mm-hmm you've gained a couple pounds and mm-hmm. you don't feel worse in the gym. And then you, tr- you revert back to trying to, to right. get back to something or try- trying something new, but it, it's um, like staying in this place that you know, isn't working and not at least mm-hmm. moving in a direction means that you end up in, you're just in the same place. Even right. if you choose right. the wrong direction, you still end up somewhere else. Right. And, and then, you know, know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Here's permission. I'm giving you permission. Yeah. You're allowed. And, and, and this ominous everyone who says do things right. one way, there are, I could find an everyone that says think to do things 800 different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it, it does just speak to kind of like the lack of perspective you have on yourself sometimes. Like I said, you know, like if this was my client asking me something about pregnancy, I would be, I would be saying the same thing to them that you are to me. Yeah, but it's so hard to do that for yourself. You know? So hard. Um, you are much yeah. more yeah. emotionally attached to your own progress and results yeah. than yeah. somebody else could ever be. 
So I, yeah. um, I think that, and one of the things that you wrote in your question, the questions mm -hmm. that you submitted was not knowing how to make a change and when to tweak. And I would love to right. give you just like a little bit of a framework that you can use to, yeah. Yeah. to at least have some type of structure for yourself. So you're not, I'm not mm -hmm. just like giving you permission to eat as many carbs as you want to eat right. and right. not monitoring any change. So you're already doing the data collection, which is great. You're already monitoring mm -hmm. how you're feeling in the gym because it's something that you care about a lot and you're, you're paying attention to it. Yeah. You're, you're even doing um, body composition scans and all sorts of things. So you've got that going on. You're already mm -hmm. disciplined. So I'm not worried that you're going to get permission to eat extra carbs and then you're going to go and eat brownies like you were talking about earlier. Right. So that's like <laughs> not my concern. I would in general choose like a 14 day span and make mm -hmm. a 10 to 15% change. So okay. change something 10 to 15% up or down or mm -hmm. like move things 10 to 15% of your total calories or macros or mm -hmm. whatever you're tracking, mm -hmm. like from fat mm -hmm. to carbs or carbs mm -hmm. to fat or up okay. calories 10 to 15% yeah. or reduce yeah. calories yeah. 10 to 15%. Sure. And sure. Monitor for 14 days how you're feeling the only yeah. caveat to that i would make is if five days in you are feeling absolutely terrible like terrible sure. like this there's no way that this is working then right. it's not you just you've known you know sooner but if you're right. like i'm right. not sure i don't know i still mm -hmm. need more time to collect more information if you have 14 days worth of information you'll be able to see at least some level of a trend Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you can make another 10 to 15% change or right. don't change anything at all. Right. Right. And then when, the next time to make a tweak or a change is if you're either not seeing, you've plateaued for a significant period of time, which I think mm -hmm. some people think a plateau for a significant, like a week is a significant period of time, especially for a woman. It's just not <laughs> like, no, yeah. it's <laughs> just not. I think like a month even is, is like mm -hmm. probably the, on the low end of a significant period mm -hmm. of time. But if you reference yeah. to your training, anytime you're trying to make progress in really any skill, there's like progress and then plateau for a really long time. And then all of a sudden totally. there's like huge burst of progress and then plateau mm -hmm. and in nutrition, it's kind of the same thing a lot of times. So mm -hmm. it's okay to hang out in a plateau. I think the biggest lesson from this whole call for you is that you have mm -hmm more understanding of yourself than I think you know. And I don't think you yeah. need somebody else to tell you to do something. The mm -hmm. Like they're not going to be able to tell you what's right or what's wrong for you. Unless you're working right. with someone very one-on-one -on -one that's monitoring yeah. all of your stuff and is yeah. actively yeah. taking your feedback into consideration mm -hmm. when they're making suggestions yeah. for you. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then mm -hmm. you probably are the best person to create a plan for yourself. And it sounds mm -hmm. like you might, you might actually like it mm -hmm. and you're on this brink of, I have all the data. I'm disciplined. I'm collecting it all. I actually know what yeah. kind of feels right for me, but I need to give myself permission to actually do it and not listen to these other people who might be saying to do something different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think the, what you said about this, the longer period of time, for assessing that progress. Cause you're right. I think especially for women, like 
people ups and downs aren't really very representative, you know, unless you give it a longer period of time, certainly across a week or two weeks or wherever you are in a particular month, you know, there's a lot of little ups and downs that aren't necessarily indicative of what's really going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can go over like eight other things you could test and tweak Mm -hmm. and different options for you. But I would Mm -hmm. tell you that you should just stick to one change, one or two changes at a time and see, because too many changes, you just don't know what's causing what. So an example would be, if you feel like you feel so much better increasing your carbs, increase your Mm -hmm. carbs, do it Mm -hmm. and keep that for Mm -hmm. two weeks. There is, I am so, I would be shocked if you all of a sudden turned into a huge balloon. It just, (laughs) it's just not going to happen. Right, right. You could call me back. You could call me back and be like, I am now this big balloon. Look what you've done. Yeah, I'll call you if that happens. (laughs) So that I think you can try. Some other things some other things that you might want to like read about or consider would be Mm -hmm. timing your carbohydrates around your training. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's the same thing, like sticking to something and seeing what yeah. works. Yeah. Getting even nittier, grittier of like what type of food that you're eating, like something that might, mm-hmm. c- certain types of food to eat before training and after training and how that makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things might sit heavier in your stomach. Some things might feel really great. Right. It is so different across the board for different people. Sure. So timing. And then I'm only going to say one other thing so that, yeah. You don't take all this and you're like, I'm going to do it all right now because I need to do right. it all right now. <laughs> for some people, this doesn't work for all people, um, having one or two days a week where mm-hmm. maybe you keep everything the same and then one or two days a week you eat in excess of carbohydrates. So you eat just mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. extra. So 50 mm-hmm. to 150 grams extra on that particular day. And mm-hmm. doing that on a day that you train and mm-hmm. on a day that – Preferably you also train the next day would be like the most ideal. There are some people that that works like exceptionally well. Like uh, Cara Saunders is a great example of someone who Uh thrives on having like she, she, she can feel herself winding down after a couple days of training. And then that is Mm -hmm. like a huge boost that she needs to keep herself going. Okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So those are like a couple things that you can try, but I would just start for you with increasing your carbs, because you already know that makes Mm -hmm. you feel great. Yeah, yeah. And I only said that, like, picking one or two days, because it sounds like you have been doing that. You're like, oh, I have one or two days where I increase my carbs, and I feel great. Right, right. Yeah, it just can kind of been more randomized. (laughs) Or reactionary, I should say, like, to feeling that kind of drag come on. But I think what what you said about the 10 to 15% makes a lot of sense, because if I have had little periods of time where I've just incrementally just kept it a little bit higher, that's where it's been. That's where I start to feel like, okay, the energy's back. You know, I can push and not feel like my 15 year old's about to beat me in the burpees. Like she almost did this morning. <laughs> no way. Oh my gosh. I chase her down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till I'm competing with a 15 year old and working out. Well, I can wait. I can wait, but <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's been really fun. It's been a cool thing for her to have. It's, it's been really neat as a parent to have something 
well, for both my kids, but my, it's my daughter who's really more into CrossFit, so that she's coming like into her teenage years with this perception that like strength and fueling yourself is something to think about rather than like being in a smaller gene size or you know whatever. I just I like the the positive aspects of you know body composition and strength and eating and being strong that you know she's getting I think at a lot younger age than I ever did. So. Yeah. How cool. cool. Yeah. 15 year old girl yeah. seeing her mom kick butt in the gym and eating for <laughs> performance. And yeah, so cool. So, so, so cool. Yeah. Very inspiring. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I am, I don't want to give you any more, but I would love to answer any lingering questions that you have. Any oh, questions that you have yeah. for me? I'm totally available. But I think for sure what, what, the biggest lock that I've noticed in this com- from our 36 minute conversation that we've had so far. So, yeah, yeah. so of course I, I'm not like the expert on you right now, right. Um, right. <laughs> but just trusting yourself and believing that, you know, it's okay that other people actually are telling you to do something different than what you yeah. believe is right for you. And you can really, sure. I like the metaphor of try on any piece of advice, kind of like a sweater at the store. And you go to the store, mm-hmm. you try on the sweater, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, this like, it's kind of itchy or like, I don't really like it, but I at least tried right. it on. And then I can right. just put it back and you don't even have yeah. to tell them. Don't even, yeah. I, I would suggest don't tell them. Right, right. <laughs> because right. their yeah. advice does work for someone. It just yeah. might not work yeah. for you. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah it sounds, and I'm going to check up on you. I follow up with everyone I do a call with in four weeks. Right. I'm going to check up on you. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you what your plan is and how it's been going. Yeah. So you do have a level of accountability. From oh, sweet. Yeah. Do you think, um, the only other question I kind of thought of at the moment was, is there, would you say, if you had to suggest something based on our conversation, that there should be much of a difference in kind of intake on recovery days slash rest days or not? In terms of like a grand difference in intake, or is it, should it be... Would that, that just be kind of another variable to maybe not change right now to just st- stick with kind of the plan and not, not try and do anything really different on those days nutritionally? Yeah. So changing up your nutrition on training days versus rest days is another thing to test. So mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. lot like increasing your carbohydrates on one or two days or mm-hmm. um, timing your carbs around your workouts or changing the types of foods you're eating. It's another variable that you can test mm-hmm. to see if it impacts or doesn't impact you. Uh, in sure. general, I've I, from the amount of people that we've worked with, I find that different macros on training days or different calories or whatever on training days versus rest days is is not a common thing that works for many people. It does work for some okay. people. I haven't seen it be super sure. common across the board. I find okay. I have found that it's been generally better for people to have some level of consistency throughout the week. And mm-hmm. um, that's what I've noticed, but there is definitely mm-hmm. exceptions to that rule. And there's some people that just sure. do much better having different, different levels. But I, I, at the start, when you're trying to learn yourself and for you right mm-hmm. now, I know you do trust yourself, but you're trying to build this confidence in your own intuition 
And when you're trying uh-huh. to build the confidence in your own intuition, it's a lot like building your integrity and trying to stick to things like the gym or nutrition. So starting as low as possible so that you don't get overwhelmed too quickly where you sure. start doubting your decisions. So making very yeah. few decisions at the beginning and then mm-hmm. then you can be like, oh, I actually can tell, feel the change and I'm not questioning where the change is coming from. And Mm -hmm. then you can start getting a little bit more complex as you go on. But I would suggest right now, just keep things the same and up your carbs a little bit and see how that makes you feel. And then decide from the other variables that you could test in the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that makes just sense from a habits point of view too, because I kind of want to just wake up and eat some breakfast most days. It's just a little bit easier. It's generally a little bit easier um, and then it yeah. would just stink. I think the reason why I've seen it not be as successful, especially with performance athletes, is that your recovery days or your rest days are mm-hmm. so vital to being ready mm-hmm. for the next day of training that if, mm-hmm. if I've found that often an athlete won't feel like they have enough for the next day, right. and what you eat on your rest and your recovery day is also preparing yeah. you for the next day yeah. of training. So I've, I've just, especially in performance, but also for if anyone's listening and they are considering doing this for weight loss, just for level yeah. of habits, like you're talking about, just toggling mm-hmm. back and forth, it can change the food options that you, that you have available to you. Mm-hmm. So you might mm-hmm. use it as like, oh, I get to eat extra today. And it might feel right. like a luxury or an, this right. is my day to eat extra which I don't think is your case but in performance yeah uh, it's the recovery and the rest day is really important and unless you're seeing like huge like I'm so full I can't possibly finish Mm -hmm. my food on rest recovery day or seeing some crazy weight fluctuations that we could look deeper into but yeah yeah. you want you just want to build confidence in your ability to trust your own intuition right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense Cool. Any other questions for me? I don't think so. I feel like I have a good little like concrete, like I said, plan to just make this one little tweak and stick to it and watch, watch how it goes with permission. Yes. Yes. I'm here giving you permission. You can do it. (laughs) Sometimes that's all you need is permission. Yeah, it's totally true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for getting on the call today. Thanks for the opportunity. This has been great. And I'm going to reach out in four weeks and keep you accountable. I think this is going to be super helpful to anybody who listens. And I know that a lot of people can totally relate to the same thing of um, everything that we talked about here. So I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. This has been great. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.